This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and welcome into episode 120 of Small Talk. Your host, Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman are here with you, and we're giving you a holiday greeting because this is going to be one of two special holiday editions of Small Talk. This is a holiday-themed podcast, and we have a special gift and a special announcement for the Shelleys at the end of the podcast. I'm so excited. We have been working on a gift for the Shelleys for a long time, and it has finally come to fruition, Steve. It's multiple gifts, too. I mean, one of them is the really cool gift that you can physically have. The other one is something that we wanted to do for a while, and it's a place where we could grow the show, grow the content, and have people yeah. go to their one-stop shop for all things small talk. So uh, I probably gave away too much in that, in that, in that <laughs> description, but what's up? Stick around what's to the up? end of the podcast. We're super pumped about it. Yeah, we're going to give you all of the details at the end of the podcast. But before we get to that, we are going to talk about some holiday things that Steve and I have been marinating on over the past few weeks because this is the time, tis the season. And Steve, the first thing on the agenda for me is Christmas lights, okay? Because I've been driving around at night. I love looking at all the Christmas displays here in St. Louis. Some people in my neighborhood take it really, really seriously, and their homes look beautiful, and other people don't do it as intricately, I guess you could say, as others. So we need to talk about holiday lights. So first things first, I know Maddie, your wife, loves Christmas. I know yep. the interior of the house, I think basically once the calendar turns November, you guys start turning things over. And I know she has a beautiful tree. She's the type, too, that has different pillows for Christmas. She mm-hmm. has all so what do you do on the outside of your house for Christmas? You are correct. We've had our Christmas decorations inside up, I think, in, I think since mid-November, probably. <laughs> Doesn't surprise um, me. And she, she just said, you know, hey, can I put them up? And I, why not? I don't know. Here's the thing. I like the lighting that the Christmas tree brings to the room. We got some candles in the windows. So I'm all for it. It's totally fine. And they'll probably be up until, I would imagine... I don't know, early February. Yeah. There's no urgency in this Rudy house to take any of this yeah. stuff down. So we get a good two plus months out of this, uh, which is good. But yeah, so I have the responsibility of doing the outside lights, which is kind of a pain in the ass. It's oh, annoying sure. because all those lights, they're so stupid because they, if one goes out, they all go out. It's the bullshit old school ones that we have. And you know, they're always constantly tied into a knot. You're putting them on bushes and trees outside of being a wilderness man, trying to wrap <laughs> these things around evergreen trees. I'm trying to figure out where a power source is. And uh, so I did that the other day. It was kind of rough, but, but it does look nice when it's done. But here's the thing, Michelle. You bring it, you brought it up, you alluded to this a little bit. I think there are like three tiers when it comes to outdoor house decorations for Christmas, for mm-hmm. the holidays. There are the people that go all out, that like to put lights up on all the crevices of their house, every the line on their house is done. There are the people that don't do anything. And then there are the people that kind of half-ass it. And I would actually argue that the people that half-ass it They don't think they're half-assing it, but they really know deep down that they're not giving 100%, and it shows outside of your house. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about is the people that half-ass it. Because I know it's 2020. It's been a rough year for everyone. I've never put Christmas lights up on the exterior of a house. So I don't know what it's like, but I can imagine it's a very long and involved process. There's a ladder. I watched Christmas Vacation, so I am aware that there's a gun involved. You have to strand all the lights. So I get it. It's a tough thing to do. But for instance, Steve, I am 
walking my dog the other night and we're walking down the street and all of these houses look beautiful. One house has a nutcracker theme and the lights look great. And then they have two big nutcrackers that adorn each side of their door. The next house is just classic white Christmas lights that outline the house and it looks beautiful. The next house, Steve, one bush, one bush <laughs> had strands of green lights around it. That's it. One bush in front of the house. I would argue if you're going to do one, you should do none, period. Well, that's kind of what I thought. And I thought, listen, Michelle, don't be a Grinch here. People are doing what they can. It's 2020. If they have one bush worth of Christmas joy that they're going to put out there, you should just accept it. But then the other part of me thought, okay, if that was my house, and I went out and I only had lights for one bush, I'd be like, why even bother? Why even put anything out there? That's the equivalent of putting up one ornament on your Christmas tree. Just don't Great put call. any. Why, why would you put one? You know, put zero. Just have the tree be there. It's fine. No one's going to judge you. You got a tree in your house. It looks really nice. That's cool. Don't put one ribbon on the tree. That's stupid. You know, yeah. either do the whole thing or don't do it at all. And you know, now they have those net things. So you just throw like a net of lights over a bush. So it's super easy. We oh. still have like the wraparound ones that take forever because we're in the dark ages for some reason. <laughs> but I would imagine that person that did the one bush, they just threw a net over the bush, plugged it in. And that was their, they're like, oh, we're done. We did, my job is done here. We're good to go. What a brilliant idea. I didn't even know about the net mm -hmm. lights. That's amazing. Was that a Shark Tank idea? Because that feels like probably, a Shark Tank idea. Probably. While it is convenient, they don't look as good as the traditional string lights that you wrap around because you can kind of see the netting, you can see the pattern in it. Whereas, you know, when you have just the straight line lights that you have to wrap, there's an art to that. It looks good. And yeah. so I'm looking outside our window now at our street and it's, we're taping this for the daytime, so it's hard to say, but I know down the street, we have one person who goes all out. They have two big bushes in the front, fully lit up. I think they have the outline of their entire house is done. They probably yeah. get on the roof and start doing stuff. And then we have houses that have absolutely nothing. And I respect both people. Do whatever you want to do. Just don't half-ass it. I need to tell you then about what's going on with my parents because my parents are in kind of a Clark Griswold type Christmas battle right now. Uh-oh. Yeah. And it's because of something my dad wanted to do that I think you would characterize as half-assing it. So... My mom does the inside of the house. Growing up, we always did the tree together. It was a, mm -hmm. a thing. The tree goes up. We all decorate the tree together, ornaments, the whole jazz the day after Thanksgiving. But my mom does the inside. She does the stocking. She does the little knickknacks everywhere, the garland, the centerpieces, all of that. And my dad has always been responsible for the outside of the house. So my mom was talking to my dad about his plans for the outside of the house this year. And he's like, my dad loves a deal, Steve. He loves a deal. <laughs> My dad. Classic dad status. Yep. Classic dad status. He'll be like, did you know that you can get these lights from this deal? And she's like, who cares? We don't need them. He's like, but the deal, the deal is so good. So he says to my mom, hey, I got this email for this deal on these lights that shine on the outside of the house. And I'm going to get them because it's an amazing deal. And my mom was like, ew, we do not need the lights that shine on the outside of the house. Just get the classic outline like we've always done. And that's the end. Wait, just to be clear, you're talking about the projection lights. The projection lights. Where you yes. literally, you stick it in the ground in the front of your house, turn it yes. on and it turns your house into either a winter wonderland or a Christmas present. It 100%. looks like your house is wrapped. Oh man, this was, I don't like I know. where this is going. Listen, I don't like where it's going at all. Just listen. And so my dad was all about because of the deal and my mom was like but that is gross so no and he's like what are you telling me no the exterior is my domain if i want to make it look cheesy and gross that's my domain and i can do it and she put her foot down and he's like okay 
I don't say anything about the snowman on the counter. If you want to play this game, we're going to play this game. That's a good point. And I feel like when you've been married for 35 years, sometimes games get taken up a notch. So my dad says to me, you know what's going to happen now? I'm going to make the exterior of the house as cheesy as possible. We're oh, going full no. Griswold. Mr. And I'm like, Smallman. dad, I go, dad, don't do it to her. Just don't do it. And he goes, oh, it's on. He's like, it is on. So <laughs> Steve, I go over there <laughs> and I pull up to the house. He's got the projection lights on the outside of the house, but he bought blue ones. So it's oh. almost under the sea. Oh, I'm not done. Then he got a seven foot blow up frosty the snowman that's staked outside on the side of the house and then he got these really tacky plastic snowmen that he put on the front and his entire goal this christmas is to make the house look as cheesy as possible just to piss my mom off okay i respect the russell westbrook level pettiness of your dad Right. I mean, he really I respect was like, it. do not tell me how to do my job. If you want to play this game, it's a treacherous road. And she was like, oh, we're going there. I, as someone who is and can be petty at times, Maddie will definitely uh, back me up on that one for sure. You mentioned how long are your parents married? Like 35 30, years. 35 years. We've yeah, been married like for two plus years and we do petty little things all the time. So I, I get it. I respect it. It's part of a relationship. And I respect your dad for just saying, hey, you want to call me out for my BS? Well, you know what? I'm cranking this thing to 11, baby. Let's, let's go. Because it is a great point by him saying, I don't critique the, the stuff that you do inside. Don't talk about what my job is on the outside. Really quickly, before I even judge the rest of this, because it's coming. What is the light? What is it projecting on the house? What does it look like? I'm telling you, Steve, it's like a blue... What, it's it, like blue dots. It looks like under the sea. It looks ridiculous. So it's not even Christmas related? Like, what? I don't get it. What's it's the blue like, dots? It, I think it's supposed to look like snow or like frosty on the outside. Not like frosty the snowman, but make your house look... Like it's doused and cold. I have but to see it. I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you because it's ridiculous. And so now what's happening is my mom tells me, she's like, I'm playing the game back and pretending I like it. I'm not giving him the satisfaction oh, of saying that it's cheesy. It. So she's like, babe, it looks amazing. Honey, I love Frosty. It looks so good. And so they're going back and forth. I was Christmas shopping with my mom the other day. My dad calls me. He's like, put me on speaker. I got something to tell your mother. I was like, Oh God, here we go. And he's like, honey, guess what? He's like, there's a line down the street. All the people are coming in the neighborhood. They're oh, taking no. selfies with frosty. Our house is <laughs> popular one in the neighborhood. And my mom's like, great. I'm so pumped. You've done an excellent job. Love you. I love <laughs> so the they're, dynamic they're of this going relationship. Back and forth. It is unbelievably funny. Okay. But here's the thing about the projection lights <laughs> and you mentioned the blow up eight foot snowman as well. That is the classic. I don't want to say it's tacky. You can say that. It okay. Is. It's tacky. Fine. I'll say I'll yeah, it's tacky. It Sorry. Um, all apologies to Mr. Smallman. No, but like when I drive by that house, tacky. that's the whole point. But when I drive by a house that has three different blow up things in front of it. And you know, what's funny. Have you noticed this? I've noticed this around here is the people with the blow up ones, it, whether it's a you know a snowman or whatever, they have different holiday themes in there too. Like I went one, it was a pumpkin from Halloween. There was oh, a turkey wow. from Thanksgiving and there was a snowman and a Santa one. You have to pick one holiday. You're doing three holidays at one time. It's early December. Get the other two out of there. It's Christmas time. 
So I've noticed that for sure. I am never going to tell that to my dad because then it's going to be an all-year battle around. It's going to be like all these different blow-up characters. Easter Bunny's going up, whatever. But when I drive by that house, it's typically the house with the projection, you know, whatever that have the blow-up stuff. It's one person that does all those things. And to me, oh, yeah. and I'm not. Your dad isn't lazy, which is the funny thing about this. I wouldn't. Right. I mean, I wouldn't characterize your dad at all. I mean, I don't even know him, but I know he's not lazy. He is not. But to me, that is the lazy. The projection and the blow-up things are a lazy. Christmas decoration move. And I would just advocate you don't do anything to your house instead of doing that. I was talking to my dad about it. And I'm like, dad, don't do this. And he's like, no, you know what? His whole point was when he was telling my mom, oh, I got this deal, whatever. He's like, that's my Christmas spirit. Whatever I wanted to do to put on the outside of my house to exude Christmas spirit. Love me for she, me. She should have been on board with because this is my expression of Christmas spirit. And I was like, I get it, but it doesn't go with the house. It doesn't go with the normal decorations. But that was his whole point. It's like, do not criticize what I want to do for Christmas spirit. So I kind of understand his point. And that's why when I was outside, I was like, okay, maybe this person only had enough Christmas spirit in 2020 to do one bush. And I should not judge that. <sighs> no, you're right. And we, I mean, listen, no one would accuse me of not being judgmental. I am. I understand that. And I'm being <laughs> judgmental right now, but I just, you know, it's not doing it for me. That'd be like, I mentioned though, putting one ornament on a tree. That'd yeah. be like putting one wreath in one room of your house and not doing anything else. It's like, why? What's the point? That one wreath isn't going to do anything. But you're right. Who am I to sit here and take away from people's happiness? It's the holiday season. Your dad's fired up about these lights in the front of the house. Who am I? Who are both of us? Who is your mom to call him out and take away his happiness? That's stupid. Now, now you've made me do a 180 on this whole thing. Okay, well, and listen to this. He is, you know, hypocritical Harry over there because we're taping this right now and I have the lights low. I have my tree going in the background since this is the holiday episode of Small Talk. I wanted to get the vibe going. It's going, yeah. It's going, right? Don't you feel the holiday spirit here? I do. You but got the black Christmas tree, right? You got the little gold... Uh... Well, that's what, what I was going to say is I got a new Christmas tree this year. I was like, okay, you know what? 2020 has sucked. It's time to upgrade. We're going to do something different. So I went out shopping and I saw a black Christmas tree and I was like, done. It's very cool. It'll go with my decor. We can do it up really different. This will be a great self-expression vehicle. We can do it very artsy and cool before we go back to traditional next year. So I told my dad, I was on the phone with him and I was like, I got a new Christmas tree and it's black. And I was like, and we're doing platinum and um, kind of metallics to go with it. And he was like, what? He's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's like, Rochelle, why can't you just get a regular Christmas tree? I was like, here you are. You were so mad at mom for dissing the way you were self-expressing on Christmas and you're going to knock my black Christmas tree. Hypocritical Harry is a great call. That is, uh, that's some right? BS. And I would actually argue that I like, if I'm ranking colored Christmas trees, I prefer a black one over a white one. I think white Christmas trees are ugly. Ew, they're not my thing. And I apologize to anyone listening if you have a white Christmas tree, but they always look too bright and weird. And they always look kind of chintzy. And I don't know if you got them at some cheap flea market. They just don't look nice to me. So I, I would prefer green tree one, black tree two, and then throw away your white tree. We don't need that. I saw a very cool magenta tree the other day. Mm, that's doing too much, too much. No, it was very cool. It was very cool, trust me. It had silver on it. It was a magenta tree, but it was it was very art deco. So it was angled. You know, it was one continuous thing. It didn't have real branches. 
I'm actually traditionally a, a real tree over a fake tree person too. I would prefer to go out, chop my own tree down, be a man about it, put it in some, you know, get it in the stand. Cause I like the smell too. I think it smells really nice in your house. And there's the pine needles though. Oh. Yeah. And we have pets. So it's kind of like a disaster in that situation. Yeah. But and you're um, vacuuming all the time. Yeah. And then you got to keep it Fire watered, hazard. right? You got to water yeah. the whole damn thing. I get it. Eventually that would be my goal to have a real tree. But right now we have just a green fake tree. It is what it is. But I do like the black one. It looks good. I didn't think I would like it when you told me about it. But now that I see it behind you, it actually is kind of cool. It is cool. And see, you can see. And it's very I, you. You know, I did very different metallic ornaments. And I've been looking for a black tree skirt online. Very difficult to find. Just FYI for anyone else out there who has a black tree. I've been looking for a black tree skirt. Hard to find. Mm. But I guess, yeah, you can't go red. You just have to go black. It's the only thing you do. Yeah. It's uh, really it, especially with my ornament choices for this year. You know, it's been a little hard. Well, things are hard when you're a trendsetter. You know, not everyone's up to speed with you. That's right. I might have to just, you know, get one commissioned. Yep. Wow. You would do that for sure. For sure. Yeah. Is that the most me thing of all time? What are you doing today? Well, I'm getting a black tree skirt <laughs> commission for my black Christmas tree. Yeah. She's like a super, you know, well-known St. Louis artist. I commissioned her to draw and cut and build and sew my own tree skirt. That would be very you. Yeah, that is very me. But you know what? got to do what you got to do. Before we move on to what's going to be a fun segment that we're going to bring back and make it a holiday theme part of small talk. I want to ask you about this. My grandmother used to always do this. And I think people still do this now. I mean, they definitely do still do this. How do you feel about the reindeer light things? They're statues, but they're made of lights. You know what I'm talking about? That you no. put in your front yard. You've never seen that? It's essentially, they're different kinds of animals or they're angels and they're all, they all have lights wrapped around them. So they look like they're lit up angels in your front yard. You've never seen those before? I mean, I can envision it. I can envision what you're talking about. But the only problem with that is kids in the neighborhood at my grandma's house used to take the two reindeer and put them in very provocative situations or they would steal them from her front lawn. So that's also kind of a risky situation. But I think those are classier and more acceptable than the blow up one. The blow up one is an absolute last resort. In fact, don't even do it. Don't even buy it. You should never buy it. How funny is that for your grandma to go out and get the paper in the morning and see the deer in a compromising position? It's, yeah, it happened many <laughs> times and then they were stolen many times. Um, but that was very much my grandmother. I don't know if I told you the story either, but my grandmother bought the display snowman from JCPenney that was not for sale at the end of the season. And it's, it's been passed down to several family, family members now. It's currently in my parents' house. It's about five feet tall. It literally was not for sale, Michelle, but my, my grandmother was like, no, I'm buying this. What's your price? And they were like, I don't know, eight, like 50 bucks? Sure. And it was all hers. It was not for sale. Wow. And it's been in the family that long. Been in the family for probably 20 years now. It's probably very, very flammable too. It's not a probably, it's a dangerous thing to have in your house, but I don't know. It's an heirloom, I guess now. That's very cool. I like that she was so determined to have it that she was like, no, no, I will be leaving with this. Yeah, her house was always nutcrackers everywhere for sure that were probably from like the 1950s, didn't really work anymore. Very old school, lots of Jesus statues everywhere. We got the uh, the nativity scene, multiple nativity scenes, both oh, inside yeah. and outside. So oh, she yeah. had all our bases covered there. Yeah, my grandma too. Uh, same thing. Lots of nutcrackers. Actually, it's funny you bring that up because I was talking to my parents about the nutcracker deal the other day and I was like, what's the point of a nutcracker when you can just buy nuts outside of the shell? And my dad told me that when my mom and dad were growing up like that era, when their parents would have dinner parties and stuff, people would crack nuts. That it was like people would be smoking cigs and drinking cocktails or whatever. And there was a thing like There's a dish. Chestnut. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, you crack nuts. In like the wooden chestnut thing. Because yeah. I don't have the metal one that you use that normal people use. Right. I can't, can you imagine eating at someone's house, popping a nut into the, into the nutcracker's mouth, breaking it? I've never seen anyone actually everywhere? use a nutcracker. I feel like they're just display pieces for nostalgia. 
Yeah. Well, he was talking about the metal ones. He said that there was oh, like yeah. a, a dish that would have something attached to it. Oh, we had that. Yeah. Crack the nut. But I said, to your point, though, whether it's the, the man or the metal contraption, can you imagine being at someone's home, cracking the nut? There's got to be shards everywhere. Shrapnel, there's debris all over the table. That doesn't seem like an ideal thing to do at a dinner party in someone else's home. Yeah, I am always the, we buy the de-shelled peanuts, the pistachios, the, any real, even so, sometimes sunflower seeds to that extent. Like, I don't Ooh, want to crack those things open. No, it depends what the setting is. Obviously, if we're at a baseball game or whatever, but if I'm throwing those things on a salad, you best believe I'm not cracking any sunflower shells open, please. So I'm with you. It's all about ease and comfortability. I don't know. I wouldn't want to put the work in to crack a bunch of chestnuts over the holiday weekend. But who are we to judge if that's your, if that's what brings you holiday spirit? Who are we to judge? I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but here we are. Okay. Well, speaking of holiday spirit, we have done this a few times on the podcast where Steve and I put together a playlist. We did Sandy Jams for your beach afternoons. What was something else that we did? Another playlist, Steve. Oh, what was it? Um... Oh, it was 4th of July, Steve. Red, yes. white, and bangers. Or what That's was it? Right. Red, white, Red, white, and bangers, which is one oh, of the yeah. greatest things that you've ever given at this podcast is the name Thank of that you. playlist. Red, white, and bangers. Yeah, there you go. Is that what it was called? I feel like it was- I think so. Else. Star Spangled Bangers? Star Spangled Bangers. Star Spangled Bangers. That's you, what it was. Yes. Yep. Which is all you again, so. Star Spangled Bangers and Sandy Jams we've done. And Steve and I were like, okay, it's the holidays. We need to put together a holiday playlist for the Shelleys. This is what we need to do. And as you can see, I have the tree behind me, or as you're listening, envision it, the tree behind me. As I was putting up the tree, of course, I was listening to holiday tunes. And when we decided this was going to be the assignment for the week, I have two note cards here filled with songs. It was a very difficult task. This may be one of the most difficult things we've ever done because in the Christmas genre, there truly are many, many amazing songs. And Steve and I are each going to do five and it was tough to whittle it down to five. See, it was actually easy for me though. I am not a traditional Christmas song lover. You know, I don't listen to the, what is it? The uh, Crosby, what the guy, what's the guy's name? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. I don't, oh I'm so, God, I, with all Bing due Crosby? respect to Bing Crosby, I'm just not putting that on. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to hear some song from like the 1940s that I can't even remotely relate to that sounds like it was made in some aluminum tin can. It's a hard pass for me. I respect the work. I respect all that, but I'm not really a tradition guy when it comes to holiday music songs. I like things that make me feel nostalgic and all five of mine were actually really easy to pick and they all basically give me nostalgia. I thought you were going to say, so that's why I picked Christmas and Hollis. <laughs> well, well, give, give us well, some time. Give us okay. some time. So I have a confession to make. Okay. I kind of cheated. How do you I cheat came, in this? I came up with two separate playlists. Oh, this is, okay. I well. came, hold on, hold on. I came up with. I don't like this already. A traditional Christmas list. No, this is and your Christmas. I came up Christmas. with a Christmas, Christmas songs that you would want to party to because I no. didn't know how we were going to go. I didn't is, know which route we were going to take. So I okay. cheated and I did too. Okay. I think you should whittle it down to one. Okay. This, the definition of this is not either of the things you described. It is, these are the five songs that I would put on a playlist. Mood doesn't matter. Setting doesn't matter. These are the five songs that I like the most during Christmas time. You can be you know, partying with your friends, you can be hanging out with your family, you can be, you know, I don't know, looking at trees or looking at houses and, and all their lights and all the blow up dolls in the front of the, of the houses, whatever you want. But this has to be your five songs. There are no categories, there are no subcategories to this. Okay, um, proposition for you. Can I make a double CD? <sighs> 
I don't feel good about it, Michelle. I don't think it <laughs> I pick okay, my okay. five songs. They okay, are my okay. five songs. Okay. How about this? I will go with my more upbeat playlist, but then can you also, when you push this out on socials, include a bonus CD mm. of Michelle's classic holiday jams? For $8.99, <laughs> you could also purchase the second CD. <laughs> yeah, exactly now holiday is 75 by Smallman. Yeah. Here's the truth. Here's the not all mine are upbeat though, Michelle. They're not That's all, fine. I mean, mostly they're upbeat, but. Okay, but here's the God's honest truth, Steve. Never more than at Christmas time, am I an old Italian grandma? Like when I think about the holidays, all I want to do is make pasta and wrap presents and listen to Frank Sinatra. But when I'm Christmas shopping, maybe I have some cocoa in hand, or if I'm at a holiday party, love you, Frank, but that's not what I expect to be on the jukebox, if you will, yeah. on the stereo. You're right. Yeah. So it's very hard for me. I feel like I'm very much split in half because I do not mess around on Christmas. I want their tradition, but I also like the modern stuff. So I kind of did both. So I'm going to give you the modern one because that's okay. the one that I, I think the Shelleys will like that more. Listen, I don't want another Father's Day scenario is all I'm getting at. I don't I want to say all classic songs and then have people be like Jesus again. And Jesus is the reason for the season, but my God. I was going to say, if you want to go down that road, I will happily take the victory again very easily if you want to pick all these songs from the 1950s and earlier. But I yeah. think for the Shelleys, for the they're going to want the ones that are more upbeat. And most of mine are all upbeat. So how about this? Yeah, give us that one. And then we can post, you can give us your five, you know, traditional ones after that. And I insist, I insist we do that. Because okay, okay, we've we reached a compromise. That people understand that, yes, there are some amazing old school tunes. Okay, uh, who's going first, me or you? Why don't you go first? Okay, so as I said, this was not hard for me. I picked mostly songs that make me feel nostalgic, make me feel like I'm at my parents' house, you know, hoping I get this next gift or whatever that my mom, my mom would always put on the same playlist every single year. The entire 18 years that I lived with my parents at my house, probably before I went to college, we listened to the same playlist for the most part for all 18 of those years. Okay. So that is heavily influencing my playlist here. I also just want to say before we start, I am a person who does not put Christmas music on until the week of Christmas. Oh, that's lame. Come on. Are you kidding me? I realize I'm in the minority, but I am not in the Christmas spirit until the week of Christmas. That's so stupid. I am so disappointed in you. But it's Maddie overrules me most times. time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, not the most wonderful week of the year. I realize I'm taking that to an extreme, but also the people that are like, all right, Thanksgiving's over. It's November 23rd. Let me, me. you know, that's, oh, that's a bit much for me. So I'm going to help. Early December, I think, is probably the appropriate time. Anyway, I digress. My number one song, not these are in no particular order, by the way. They're just my five songs. So, but my first one up on my list. Okay. This is a classic, Michelle. It is a classic. And it's funny because I don't even really like the artist, but the song is amazing. Santa Claus is coming to town, Bruce Springsteen. Oh. I don't, again, I don't even like Bruce. I don't even really like the traditional Christmas songs. And this really is a traditional Christmas song. Obviously, it's a cover. I don't even know who sang the original. But his rendition of this it is impossible not to be in a good mood. If you're actually making a playlist too, this is a great song to just kick it off and make everybody feel like they want to have some eggnog and you know they're really in the Christmas spirit. And it also makes me think of my childhood because as I mentioned, my mom would always have this song on the house, especially when we were decorating the house in early, uh, in early December. So this gets me excited for the holiday season. And I think this is an absolute banger. Shout out to Bruce, even though I don't actually like that much Bruce Springsteen. Sorry, sorry, New Jersey. Yeah, apologies to New Jersey. Jeez. The boss. Great song. Great song. But I'm surprised, Steve. Yeah, because I know you're not really a Bruce guy. So that I know. surprised me. I know. And I know. Are you a Bruce guy? I forget. You have okay. Jersey ties. I have Jersey ties. So, you know, I respect for, for Bruce. But I do think a lot of Bruce songs kind of sound the same. I would agree. I mean, there's, there... that doesn't mean I like him any less. But I think that 
he is someone who I appreciate, but I would never be obsessed with the way my mom is or the way a lot of other people are. Bruce Springsteen, I would argue Santa Claus is coming to town, which is a Christmas song and uh, born in the USA, which is, a, I think was on our, our 4th of July playlist. Both of them are actually very similar songs. Yeah. He, he sounds exactly the same. That's a great point by you, yeah. but it works. Like why deviate from what works? That's right. I mean, if you have a formula and it's successful, go with it every time. Why not? Yeah. Okay, Steve. Well, great pick, but I'm kicking off my playlist with the one Christmas song that universally <laughs> is accepted by everyone. I think I know where this is going. We're going with the queen of Christmas. We're going with Mariah Carey. Yep. We're going all I, I want it. for Christmas is you. And I have something to say about this song. This song plays all year round and you might not think so, hmm. but let me tell you, that song comes on in July. You're like, Yes. Okay. I actually have a real life scenario in which this happened. Okay. I was at a wedding at a kind of smallish town in Illinois with my study abroad friends. And we went to the wedding. Everyone was hanging out. One of my friend Dave was like, we need to do after hours. And there was a dive bar in the town called the Judges Chamber. Okay. <laughs> it's like okay. a city dive bar called the Judges Chamber. This was in early September. And we all go there for afties. It was my study abroad friends and some of my other friends that I knew from college that were there. There was a jukebox. We're all playing songs. Someone put on All I Want for Christmas is You on the jukebox. The place exploded. It went nuts. Everyone was jumping around, <laughs> singing. My friend Matt Doherty got so into it, he split his, the pants of his tux. Everyone was raging to the song because when it comes on, you just feel good. You feel happy. You want to sing along at the top of your lungs. It plays all the time. So we're going with the queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You, which also, by the way, is kind of a dig. When she says, I don't want a lot for Christmas, All I Want for Christmas is You, she's saying that you're basically underwhelming. Uh, yeah, that is a good point. I never thought of it that way. Jeez, that's kind of dark. Um, <laughs> or she's I, saying she only wants one thing. I don't think that's how I would interpret it, but I get why you would interpret it that way. Kind of a uh, here's the thing. I don't love Mariah Carey. No disrespect. I recognize her greatness. She's just not for me. I understand that this is an absolute classic Christmas song. It just would not be on my playlist. But if I was at a bar and it was on and I had a couple of, I don't know, eggnogs in me or whatever, I probably would say Come on, you know you would. Yeah. Or if you had a couple Bud Lights in September and it popped on there at the judges' yeah. chamber, you go with it. <laughs> some peppermint schnapps, doing some haircuts. Yeah, I would. I'd be all in on it for sure. Right. Uh, so it's a great call. Great call by you. Um, I feel like those are kind of similar songs. They're pop songs by sort of pop-ish singers that are yeah. that have become this, these huge mainstream things. I, I mean, all I want for Christmas is you, though, is probably the number one Christmas song. If yeah. you took a poll of everyone in the country, I think that would probably be number one. I think it's the most streamed Christmas song ever. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. What, when did that come out? 90s? 2000s? When did yeah, that come I think out? Nine, I think 90s. But we at, the, at the peak of her powers? Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But it's, it's a good call by you. I won't argue it even though it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't really be on my five. But I knew you were going to have it, which is also the reason why I didn't even bother with yeah. going there. Um, I think the next one, this could be a controversial one, okay? I think you're either going to love this or hate this. Okay. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, in sync. I'm sorry, you can judge me all you want, but if I'm talking about nostalgia, Michelle, this brings me back to 1998. I was listening to this on cassette in my cassette player, hoping that Santa would bring me a Tamagotchi. That's what this <laughs> makes me think of. And honestly, I don't care if you judge me for being off, oh, sorry, you picked an NSYNC song, that's weird. It's such a catchy song. I would argue this, maybe other than All I Want For Christmas Is You, is one of the most catchy songs there is. And yeah. it was prime NSYNC too, when oh, yeah. the group was just firing out hits. Oh, yeah. um, I absolutely love this song. So this is number two for me, for sure. 
Uh, the only thing controversial about it, Steve, is that it's also number two on my list. Wow, yes. <laughs> See, I knew it was going to go one way or the other. Here's the thing, though. While that is an amazing song, the Home for Christmas album, the entire Insane mm -hmm. Christmas album Owned is it. amazing. Kiss Me at Midnight is the best song on that album. I'd but have to refresh my memory. It's a New Year's Eve song, so it doesn't make the cut here, but that is the best song on that album. Go back, revisit it. It's amazing. But number two on my list, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Sync. Did you own the cassette or the CD? I own the cassette. Oh, I own the CD, girl. That, that was like right when cassettes <laughs> and were, were turning. You were a little bit cooler than me at that time. So I had it on cassette. I remember what, exactly what it looks like. We played it in my mom's car all the time. Amazing choice. I'm glad we're on the same page. Side note. I saw Joey Fatone on a recent episode of Ridiculousness on MTV. I need you to tell me if this is lame or an awesome flex. Okay. He was wearing an in-sync sweatshirt on the show. He's 40 years old in the show. Big L for him because, hey, Joey, the only thing people know you from is in-sync. You don't need to remind us about your glory days. We know. Yeah, and it just seemed like a, it was an unnecessary flex. Like, yeah, you're Joey Fatone. The reason you're famous is because you were in this epic Epic might be not the right word, but just, you know, everybody was into NSYNC at that no, time. No, no, no. Epic is appropriate. Okay. Epic. I mean, Epic is a little aggressive. I don't know if I would say, go that far, but I just couldn't, I was like, is this super lame or is it an awesome flex? I kind of leaned towards lame and I asked Maddie about it and she agreed with me. And if we're ranking NSYNC members, Joey Fatone's in the bottom part of that. All, all due respect, but he is in the bottom part of that. So I don't know. It's just a weird flex to me. The official power rankings of NSYNC. Okay. Well, obviously one is Justin. Justin, JC is two. two. Lance Bass is Lance three. Is three. Joey Batone is four. Yep. And Chris Patrick is five. Sorry, yep, Chris, have, but we all know the truth. We have so, the same list. Yep. If you're number four on the list, but maybe if you're number four on the list, you want to remind people, hey, don't forget about me. I was number four on the list. <laughs> I was there. I, but nobody forgets Joey Fatone was in, in sync. That's not something yeah. people forget about. You know, he, that's the only reason he gets gigs. Is, and listen, I'm not hating on him. This right. is a Christmas show. We're trying to be happy to everybody, but that's the only reason people know who you are, dude. Sorry. I'll also say this. I, New owner of Peloton, have been doing a lot of classes. There was an instructor on Peloton. If you're a Peloton writer, you've probably taken a Cody Rigsby class, so you know what I'm talking about. Cody Rigsby loves in sync, always plays in sync songs, which is probably why I take a lot of Cody Rigsby classes. You know, you know that that's the case. Fair. He talks all the time about how Justin was not the real star, that JC was the real star. And listen, I mean, JC had great vocals. I'm not even trying to diss JC's vocals, but sometimes. Just like we talked about with Britney Spears, it's more than vocals. It's about dance moves. It's about presence. presence. Yep. It's about smile. It's about your overall entertainment value. So even if JC could hit notes that Justin couldn't at times, we all know Justin was the star. So Cody, I don't want to hear it anymore. Totally agree. Justin had the star quality. It just jumped off the page at you. It jumped off the screen at you. It didn't really matter what he sounded like. He was the guy. And at JC, no disrespect, man. He was no great, disrespect. obviously. Don't really know what he's doing now. Did he? Any, I don't know if he did any solo work. He probably did. Um, but if I haven't heard of it, I'm, I wonder if it was good. He had a good. great song with Black. Oh, baby, bring it all to me. Remember that song? Oh, yeah, that's a great that song. song. I yeah, didn't know he was slaps. in that song. That was okay. JC. Slaps. Huh. I mean, this is why J he's not, but he's a clear number two. He's not, num he's not even close to number one. I mean, it's, it's Justin, big gap, JC, probably another sizable gap, and Lance, and then a pretty big gap between the bottom two. So right. shout out to Joey Fatone, but like, there's, no, there's no need for you to do that. Justin had platinum white ramen noodle hair and he was still number one and he wore a denim suit to one of those award shows hey, and he was you still watch cool. your mouth when you're talking about the denim suit that was <laughs> one of the most iconic fashion moments of all time it was iconic but i'm not sure anyone would be like that looked good yeah that looked great no i'm not terrible. saying it looked great but it, it was, was iconic fun. because let's not, let's not throw dirt on history okay fine it, yes it's, it's history good call it is Thank what it you. is okay so number three you're up all right this is actually you're gonna make fun 
So I'm going to have to get ready for this, but this is my favorite Christmas song. Oh, okay. my favorite one. And okay. it's, it's not traditional at all, but I love when this song comes on and it's, it has such a cool vibe to it. It's a little bit hipstery, even though it came out in the eighties, Christmas rapping by the waitresses. I love this song. Love I it. heard it. You would know it. Should I play it for you really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Play it. Oh yes, of course. I know that song. But the problem is, is that I, d I never knew who sung it. I've heard that song many times. It's so 80s. It's so Depeche Mode. It's so Talking <laughs> Heads, kind of that new wave sound. But I never knew. Is that their only hit? I don't know any other waitresses songs. And But whenever Christmas rolls around, that is the number one song I go to. And I'm typing in the waitresses on Spotify and it goes right into my like playlist. And I listen to it all the time. But the irony here too is, Michelle, you and the listeners know how much I don't like the 80s. I think yeah. the 80s are trash. Totally. And I would argue this is a top five thing, period, to come out of the 80s, is the song Christmas Rapping by the Waitresses. It's awesome. And it also, this is the ultimate department store song. Like when I think of this oh. song, I think of being in Gap in the late 90s, hoping that I get that fire new Gap hoodie that I could show off to my friends in elementary school. This is a retail holiday song. And it's very mainstream, I guess now, which is weird for me. Everything about the song says I should hate it, but it's actually my favorite Christmas song. I'm blown away. I can't believe this was your number three pick, but kudos because it's a good song. I surprise you every once in a while. You know what it is? It's if you have a dentist appointment in December, that's playing <laughs> that's gonna be on. overhead. Sure. Easy listening at the dentist's office, that's jamming there. Yeah, I don't hate it. Listen, shouts out to that dentist office. It's the, best, it's the best Christmas song. I will die on that hill. Okay, well, you're going to make fun of my number three for sure. <laughs> for sure. I thought you were going to make fun of that one, so this is a no, surprise. No, not at all. But you're definitely going to make fun of, of me for this. Number three on my list is... Actually, hold on. Let me make sure I get the title right. Uh-oh. Because... I know that this is not, hold on, stand by, because I wrote down the chorus, and I know that that's not correct. The intrigue is killing me. Is it Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Of course not. Who would ever okay, put okay. that song on? Anyway, go ahead. Or, or Dominic the Donkey. It's not that either. Well, that's an Italian thing. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's the Italian Christmas Donkey. Come on. Oh, yeah. Dominic this. the Italian, yeah. of course. Of course. But I just figured some other people might like that song. Okay. Coming in at number three for me, Steve, and shout out to my friend Jackie for reminding me of this song, is My Only Wish by Britney Spears. Oh, I think I know. <laughs> I think I, I know this down, song. I wrote down Santa, Can You Hear Me? Because that's, you know, how the song goes. Santa, Can You Hear Me? But it's called My Only Wish. That's the actual name of the song. I'd never hate on Britney. You know this. Uh, it's Britney, bitch. What's up? But it's... <laughs> It's a song I would like if it was on, but it's not in my top five. Uh, do you need me to play it as a refresher? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. It is a good song, and I love Britney. Can't deny it. It's not quite on the sync level, so it's another L there for Britney in the Justin Timberlake battle. But it's a good one. Wouldn't be in my top five, though. But if it's on, I'm going to be – it's like the Mariah Carey song. If it's going to be on and I've had some peppermint schnapps, I'm going to be singing that song out loud. It's a bop, and you know it. A bop is a good way to describe that. Yeah. You know, you're dancing around, you're feeling a little bit hopped up on whatever you've been having. It's a good one. It'd be in the top 25-ish of me, a party, fun, nostalgic songs. That's a great I'm decorating the tree song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't, I feel like as a dude, I mean, who knows? It's 2020. As a dude, I don't know if I could put that one on. But, you know, when it's on, all dudes are going to love that song no matter what. Right. They're course. just a little bit afraid to admit that they love that song. That's right. Of course. I like most Britney songs, but I'm not afraid. I love Britney. Shout out Britney. Um, all right, my, what am I, number four here for me? Yes. This is another My Mom nostalgia song. She had this on constantly, and it has just been ingrained into my mind. Wonderful Christmas time, Paul McCartney. It Thank is God. a happy song. 
You know I love Paul McCartney. I love Wings. As I said, this is because of my mom. And like the Bruce song, this is going to be on the Shruti House playlist. And it probably makes me the happiest when I listen to it. And it, makes, it brings me back to my childhood. And this is a song that, I, that we used to decorate the tree with and whatnot. And I felt like I had to have at least one Beatle represented yeah. in this because they're so great. And, you know, you could have gone the, uh, what was it, the War is Over song by yeah, John yeah. Lennon, which is a great song, but that's kind of a downer vibe. This is a much more upbeat vibe. So this is easily in my top five. Love this song. Kind of a hot take here, but Wings may be the better Paul McCartney vehicle. I love Wings. I mean, Band on the Run is one of my favorite songs of all time. When the beat changes and Band on the Run, oh, such unbelievable. A... I sang Band on the Run at karaoke once. Wasn't a great hit, though. Too long, too many different ups and downs. Not enough people got the song or even knew what it was. And I thought I was going to kill it. I'm like, band on the run. Let's go. Wings. Right. Crickets. But, you, but then you realize you're in Brooklyn? No, yeah, crickets, <laughs> unfortunately. But I nailed it. Uh, also, side note, you should listen. Foo Fighters did a great cover of that song as well. Oh, sick. Great right, cover of the song. The it was more of a hard rock version, but much love to Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. Uh, hello, he made a song with my namesake, Michelle Michelle, yep, yeah, good call. Yep. Uh, so shout out to Sir Paul, yes. Just, just like Taylor Swift made a uh, song about me. No big deal. Hey, Steven. I've never heard that song. You should listen to it. It's great. It's about me. No big deal. I don't know, but I don't know the T-Swift <laughs> deep tracks. We all know that. Just folklore. Okay. Strictly folklore for me. I watched okay. the Disney Plus show recently, actually the other night. She played the entire album front to back with a couple guys, and it was, it was good. It was very good. Highly recommend it. Okay. A-plus content. All right. I will check it out. Even though I've unsubscribed to Disney Plus, I need to get back on that train. You can borrow my password. No big deal. Oh, a Christmas gift from Sarah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in the giving spirit. Yes, you are. Okay. This one's also controversial for me, number four on my list, because it's more of a new song. But this is a song that comes on and instantly the mood is up for me. I love this woman. I love her voice. And... It's just a jam. There's no other way to describe it than a jam. We're going Kelly Clarkson underneath the tree. I'm gonna need to hear this one. Okay. I so know well. it, but I'm gonna need to hear it. Yeah. yeah, you're snapping your swain. Like not quite the Carlton, but you're like, you're snapping your swain. Yeah. I, but you could I, Carlton to it. You, you could Carlton to it. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do it, but you could. Great choice by you. I actually kind of sneaky like Kelly Clarkson. I think, oh, you know, she was- even she, sneaky. She's she had nice. some bangers when we were in high school. Bangers. I mean, Fly since you've away. been gone, since oh, you've since been gone, gone, you can scream. It. There's a great video of Jimmy Fallon screaming that song. I think it was karaoke, and it's so funny. But that's one of the all-time yell-in-your-car songs. I love Kelly Clarkson. Fly Away, incredible song. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Wait, isn't it Breakaway? Breakaway. Breakaway, fly yeah. Oh, Look fly at me. Away, I know more about, I know more about I know about Kelly than you do. But, uh, Breakaway, yeah. why does it fly away? Fully endorse, fully endorse Kelly Clarkson. She's amazing. Okay, you're up. Last one, you hit, you hinted, uh, and you, uh, you hit on this a little bit earlier. I have Christmas and Hollis run DMC. I feel like I needed a little I bit of flavor to this. And here's the thing though, Michelle, that beat is iconic. So it good. is iconic. You don't even have to hear the words to the song, but just the way that they remixed that sort of Christmas tune into that beat, it deserves to be on this list alone. And I like some variety in my playlist. Like, I feel like I've got pop songs. I've got former Beatles member. I've got an 80s track. I've got Bruce. And then I wrap it up with a hip hop song. So I feel like one to five, I've got a lot of variety. And this song, you can't help but feel cool riding your car, doing Christmas shopping, listening to Run DMC during right. the Christmas time. It puts you in a unique mood more than any other probably Christmas song there is. You know what? I love your list, Steve. I love your list. It's, it's really hard. Good. 
Yeah, I, I like your list Good too. Job, I mean, kid. it's hard to dislike Christmas music. If you had came off the bat, you obviously have one to go. But if you came out with your old school ones, I probably wouldn't liked it as much. But modern Christmas music, anywhere between the 90s and now, it's awesome. It just makes you feel good inside. Well, I had to round mine out with this one. And this is the only old school type song that I put on the list. But since it's small talk and since it's you, Steve, I had to give an homage to Mean Girls and throw in Bobby Helms' Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good, <laughs> I will, I, there will be no shade thrown at me for that song. Love that. I feel like Mean Girls brought it back to a new generation. Jingle Bell Rock is the song I most associate with my elementary school Christmas play. Yeah, totally. I don't even know what we were performing, but it was Jingle Bell Rock. And I don't even know what I did, but it was Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, and now can I give you my real list? (laughs) Yeah, here we go. These are the songs I probably won't like. I guarantee there's going to be a Frank Sinatra song on here. There's going to be... Bing Crosby's definitely going to be on here. I'm I'm eager to hear what the rest of them are. Bing Crosby's not on here. Oh, all right. Shocking. You know what? He was on the original list, but he got sliced off. Mm, Okay. So I could have gone five Frank Sinatra songs on the list because Frank Sinatra is undefeated when it comes to Christmas. The entire Frank Sinatra Christmas album, top to bottom, chest kiss. It is spectacular. You can throw the entire thing on and you're good to go. So I had to lead off with my favorite Frank Sinatra Christmas song of all time, Jingle Bells. And we're talking J-I-N-G-L-E bells. You know which one I'm talking about? Sing it. No, I cannot do Frank the disservice. I'll play it for you. Listen, I will never throw any shade towards Frank Sinatra. The man's an absolute legend icon, period. And the voice, especially during Christmas time, the voice, I get it. The voice is iconic. I'm just not putting that song on in my car or at a party. I get, if it's on and I'm at you know, a cocktail party and I'm, you know, I'm wearing a suit or I'm wearing something nice, that's okay. But it wouldn't crack my top five. So you're right. These song, I feel like all these songs you're going to name now are totally separate of everything that we really were going the disrespect. Steve. No, no, there's no disrespect. It's just, it is, is what it is. You say with no disrespect, but then you say you would never play it. That song is on repeat for me as soon as we hit December. When I hear the Frank Sinatra voice, it does bring you back. It takes you to a time and if, you know, you're in some you know, magical winter wonderland. I get that, but you know, it's just not for me. You know what the voice is? When you hear that voice, it's like being wrapped in a warm blanket by the fire. Like the that is what his of- voice is. Frank. No, you're right. You're right. I, I'm like, I can't argue with it. I just, it's just not for me. Okay. So number two on Michelle's true actual Christmas playlist is Cool Yule, Steve, by Louis Armstrong and the Commanders. Louis Armstrong, again, like Frank, can't knock that at all. This is going to be a list of five iconic people that I'm not going to shit on. It's That's just right. not what I would put in a playlist. So. Right. But see, it's now totally- you understand why I had to separate my heart from my head here. No, we were not going to have another Father's Day scenario but where Michelle, I put my actual preferences on here and then people killed me for it. When are you putting that song on? What's the, the context? The second that we wrap this podcast, I'm throwing it on. Just while you're on the house? Yes, I'll be cooking on a Thursday in December and you know, time for Cool Yule. Those songs are too classy. You need to be drinking a classy cocktail and people are wearing evening gowns and there's, you know, your apartment smells of rich mahogany. That's the vibe that I feel like when you go to those old school Christmas songs. Well, then what about number three, Steve? Run, Rudolph, Run by Chuck Berry. Uh, I'm not a big Chuck Berry guy. (gasps) I know. Mm. Steve! Yeah. You know, you know Chuck is a St. Louis guy. I did not know that, but now it of course comes full circle and makes sense now. 
He is one of the icons to come out of St. Again, Louis, Chuck not, Berry. Not saying he's not an icon. How he dare is. you disrespect? Just not my cup of tea, unfortunately. I, again, you I'm not. You know that song? I know the song. Oh, yeah, I know the song. It's, it's just, the scene in Home Alone when they're running to catch the airplane. Now that you mention that, I do know it. It's just, again, not what I wouldn't put that on. Oh, you're ridiculous. Okay, number four. Thank God I didn't go with this one. Yeah, it would have been, been a disaster. Just apart the entire time. Is the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Uh, do I know this song? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I know it. You Nat definitely King Cole. do. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, this, that song isn't called Chestnuts. I, okay, I'm 32 years old, and that's the first time I didn't <laughs> know that song wasn't called Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. No, it's called the Christmas song. Creative. Why would you not call it Chestnut? The only thing anyone knows about that song is Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, the opening line. Uh, yeah, but great that's song. That's a long title. Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire is a long title. No, you're right. But I don't know. That's what people know about the song. So yeah, Nat King Cole, all these people you're naming are in the same category. Icons, but just I'm not putting them on a playlist. You know, if it came on, here we go. You're going to hate my final two picks. Hate my final two Wait, picks. You're already at four. I know. I, have, I, have split. I had a split. You met the quota, Michelle. I've you're had a split. Tied for fifth, we have Silent Night, Michael Bublé, or Oh Holy Night, which is actually my favorite Christmas song of all time is Oh Holy Night, and I throw in the Josh Groban version. Okay, so you're going to religious songs, and yeah. you know, as you and I, too, we grew up, both of us grew up Catholic in, in, in an Italian household. One of my favorite, actually probably my only favorite thing about going to Mass on Christmas, and we would usually oh, go to the Midnight Mass or so the 10 o'clock mass, mass, which oh, yeah. was also much cooler than going to the Evening Mass, but... Silent night at the midnight mass when they turn all the lights off in the church yep. and then everyone gets a hold of the candle and yep. it's this whole mood. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like much about church, but that actually was pretty cool. So I don't know if I've heard the Buble version, but I'm sure it's great because Buble's great. I'll send it to you. It's incredible. And that is the exact reason why I picked Silent Night and Oh Holy Night because my favorite favorite, favorite thing about Christmas was midnight mass because we would all go as a family. You get all dressed up in your finest when you're a little kid you usually get to open one present before you go and it's from mom and dad and you know that you're gonna go to midnight mass and all the lights are off and it's just it's the essence of christmas it's jesus is the reason for the season it is being there with your family being appreciative of everything but then going home after midnight mass it's so cold when you leave the church you go home you bundle up and you scurry to bed because you know as soon as you go to bed and you wake up santa has come I think of Midnight Masty when I would be falling asleep. I was like six or seven. My grandma used to pinch the back of my arm and, like <laughs> yep. and wake yep. me up. Yep. She'd be like, wake up. We're, show some respect. Yeah. Have some respect for the Lord, Michelle. Have some respect. You know, it's Jesus's birthday. Yeah. You're sleeping on his birthday. Do you like, know what he did for you? He wasn't born yet, Grandma. It's the day like, before his birthday. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, I'm six. Just where are my presents? I don't care. Yeah, this. yeah. Is, has Santa come? <laughs> I don't even know. But those songs, though are so beautiful and obviously Buble and Josh Groban have just incredible voices. And when I listen to that, that to me encapsulates my family and everything that I love about Christmas. Yeah, those are the best two. The entire list I didn't love to this point. The last two, you totally redeemed yourself there. And it's funny because um, you and I have very similar Christmas experiences growing up um, just because we share a lot of things in common with our families. Maddie is very different. Her mom, she's half Jewish. They celebrate Hanukkah and they they celebrate both because her dad is Catholic, but not um, like Roman Catholic or the traditional Catholic like we did. And so she doesn't understand any of these traditions. So when I describe the midnight mass or, you know, the incense or any of these things about Christmas time church, uh, she has no idea. So it's kind of weird to her. So for all those people out there that aren't like Michelle and I or whatever, it was a really unique experience growing up that way. And I'm sure like everyone has, for example, 
I have now come into her family and we celebrate Hanukkah together. I'm like, wow, I wish I celebrated Hanukkah as a kid. This is awesome. Yeah. You get presents for eight straight days. This is amazing. Totally. You eat all this cool food and you like the menorah. All these different awesome. tra- Christmas traditions and holiday traditions, holiday traditions, I should say, are really cool. Um, but it is funny, like you and I had very, very identical childhoods growing up. During- yeah, we really did. We really did. Um, and you know what's cool too as an adult is when your friends tell you about their holiday traditions. And now that my friends are having kids, things that they're developing with their kids, you know, that are holiday traditions for them. And that's what the holidays are all about, right? It's about being with your family. It's about tradition. It's about, it's more about presence, Steve, than presence. That's um, true. Look at you. you. Know, put but, that on a t-shirt. Put it, I mean, I'm sure someone Put that on a pillow. Yeah, yeah we can sell pillow. that. Wait, speaking of that, Steve, is now the time to make the announcement? Yeah, here we go. We've, we've, only, really the, we've only paused for an hour. Okay, so I guess it's time to make our big announcement. Speaking of presents and speaking of stuff that you give at Christmas, we had been talking, and for, I don't know, months now, right, Steve? We had been wanting to do something for the Shelleys. Building this community around this podcast has been one of the coolest experiences for Steve and I. We love talking to the Shelleys. We love hearing from people that want to join in on the conversation with us and that identify with this podcast and our little crew that we have here at Small Talk. So we were like, you know what we need to do is we need to make some merch. We need to make some merch. And this surprises no one, but Steve and I are both hyper particular. And so we were like, if we're going to do this, we are going to do this right. So for months, we went over the design. We wanted to make sure that the merch from a physical standpoint, from an aesthetic standpoint was right. And we got samples. We went through the whole deal and we finally got merch for the Shelleys and we're going to deploy it just in time for Christmas. So Steve, since you were the driver on this, the floor is yours. Particular is such a great word because you and I are both very particular about most of the things in our lives. So (laughs) when we were going to, we're going to have merch or things. And by the way, this is a small batch. This stemmed from us wanting just to have some cool swag for the show, some merch for the show. Yeah. And it was never about like, Oh, Hey, let's, let's sell all this stuff and whatever. No, we just wanted to have some cool gear and we enjoy the community. We enjoy doing the show for everybody. So that's where this came from. But I think what do we have like three or four different drops of how we should do the shirts. And we stumbled upon and it's funny because you're wearing the shirt currently. And I wonder people who are maybe watching it. this now, because we're going to start posting these things on YouTube. Uh, I wonder if people picked up on that because it's clearly just like an awesome emoji shell on the front of the shirt. And on the back, we got the nice small talk logo, which looks unbelievably awesome. So we got black long sleeve shirts, little shell on the front in the corner near the pocket area. And on the back in big letters in the, in the small talk font, small talk. They're awesome quality. They're really, really fun. We don't have that many. We didn't buy them in bulk to sell a million of them. It's a small batch, which is kind of like how we do the show. And right. you know, if you want one, go ahead and grab it. Cause you know, we didn't really buy, we don't even know if we're ever going to do this again, Michelle. We just, this is, this might be a one-time thing just because we wanted to have some stuff to wear around and have, you know, day one shell represent the show because we know how much people like it. Yeah. When we say small batch, we're talking hyper small batch. So if you want one of these, Now's the time to grab it. Um, and Steve is going to tell you in a second how you can get it. But I just want to talk about the quality of the shirts because, listen, I like a free t-shirt as much as anybody. And I'm talking about the kind that you get that kind of feels like it's been ironed and it's a little crunchy. Yeah, it's a Gildan, maybe, you know, the old school ones you used to get for free in college yeah. after you showed up for one meeting that you didn't want to really be a part of, but you got the free 100%. t-shirt anyway. I have a million of those. Everybody Yeah, does. we love those shirts. Don't get us wrong. We love those shirts. But again, particular us, we wanted it to be a long sleeve and wanted it to be really soft. And the fit was very important for Steve and I because we didn't want something that would be super oversized 
is, but we didn't want it to be really fitted. We wanted that sweet spot, that happy medium where something is a little fitted and a little loose. And I cannot tell you how excited I am about not only the quality of them, but how they turned out from a fit standpoint. They look great on women. I'm wearing a small right now and it's just fitted enough and then loose enough at the bottom where you can wear it in a bunch of different ways. And I know Steve, you got a different size for the men, but you can see yeah, that. The, the medium is fit and it's funny. You, you could dress it up and dress it down. Like mm -hmm. basically like this podcast in a lot of ways, um, you, know, you can wear it, you know, it's like a nice black, nice form fitted t-shirt, or you could, you know, wear it with a jean jacket out, you know, to the bar whenever we can go back out drinking again. So yeah, I don't know. Limited edition, I guess. Like I said, I don't know if we'll ever do yeah. this again. Limited and we edition. love the design. We're pumped to be able to bring it to people. So, you know, if you want one, go ahead and grab one. And which I guess brings us to the, to the next thing. We're like, how do we get these to people, right? Because, right. you know, we don't want people randomly sketchy just DMing us, which isn't a big deal. It'd just be hard for us to keep track of. So, and we uh, want to be official. We yeah. want to have an official place for people to get them. Yeah. I mean, with all due respect to like the bootleg people at baseball games are selling hats and t-shirts that are off brand out of the back of their car. We didn't really want to have that vibe. We wanted this to be a little bit more official. So we made a website. What's up? Smalltalkpod.com. Uh, go there. As I said, www.smalltalkpod.com. The whole thing is going to be a place where not only can you go there and look at the t-shirts, but also it's a way where you, we're going to start putting some of the content up there. You can find weekly episodes up there. We're going to start uploading full videos of the podcast on YouTube, which you'll be able to find on the website as well. Maybe we'll upload some short videos on there. It's also a place where you can leave comments and questions for us to answer on the podcast. Yes. So it's your one-stop shop for all things small talk. We're excited about it. Um, had a couple of buddies help me out with it, which is uh, which I thank them very, very much. Shout out to Shane Altwies, who helped me out a ton. Yeah, and, shout out to uh, Shane. It's just an easy way to, uh, to get everything you want, all things small talk. So we're pumped about it. It's your small talk hub. It's almost New Year New Us. <laughs> you almost. know what? Yes, it's a gift for the Shelleys and the merch and New Year New Us and the website. So it's your Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year all wrapped into one. Yeah, so we were thinking when we do future uh, editions of 10,000 Frogs, you know, you can DM us them, that's fine. Or you can go to smalltalkpod.com and shoot us a note and we'll, we'll use those. Maybe we'll use that as preference so we can get the website going a little bit first. Yeah, like if you will absolutely answer all the questions that go there just to get some traffic going and get people aware of it. But uh, it's really cool. It's a very simple design. We're fired up to bring it to you. And uh, yeah, I hope, hope you guys like it. Okay, Steve. Well, uh, speaking of the Shelleys, let's get to a review here. If you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it preferably five stars, and leave a review. Like this one that says, holiday draft. It was a tie, five stars. It says, mm. Michelle, drafting Father's Day is one of the best holidays, was very sweet. So Rudy was giving Michelle grief for her Valentine's Day pick. Um, I voice so. I believe Michelle truly is a ball of love, as she stated. She's always challenging herself to be better. Oh, God, I wish I wasn't, let me tell you. Um, but Saruti was right about New Year's Eve. It's just a lot of fluff that usually explodes into dust. Couldn't put it more perfectly. I think uh, I respect that you picked the two holidays that you picked. I just think you're wrong. There's no malice. I'm not making fun of you. It's just You're just wrong. I took the W there, so. I just learned a tough lesson that not everybody celebrates those days the same way that I do. And then You I know what? Play to the crowd more. You know what? But be you, though. I respect that. In many drafts that we've done, I stayed true to myself and I took yeah. the L, and that's okay. Like you were making fun of me for taking Kit Kat number one, right? Oh, I don't care. Terrible. That's who I am. I love Kit Kat. So, you know, if I got to go down, I'm going to go down being me. And in my book, I'm trying to think of a comp here from Candy to Father's Day because it wasn't Twix, which is number one. You know what it is? Junior you know Mints. My father no, you know what my Father's Day was? Was my Kinder Bueno bar. That not everybody has experienced it the way that I have, but if they experienced it, they would love it. 
Like if you have a mediocre kind of sus Father's Day and then you come to my house for Father's Day, you're going to be like, that was awesome. I understand why Michelle put it on her list. Just like if you've never had a Kinder Bueno bar and you went to rip the pick, then all of a sudden you have one and you're like, delicious, deserves to be on the list. Now, good call. Remember when Kinder Bueno bars used to only be, you'd only get them if you were in Europe, if you went to Europe or somebody yeah. you knew went to Europe. They sell yeah, them at the BJ's now. They sell them at BJ's now. It's totally mainstream. It lost its luster. Mm, sounds graphic. I know. You can get a whole like, 60 pack at, uh, at BJ's. Sounds graphic. Wait, you never, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? No, I don't know BJ's. You never heard of BJ's? No. Like Costco? Oh, we have Costco, yeah. Yeah, BJ's is the same thing. They're both, they're like wholesale. Let's settle down with the, <laughs> what are we, what are we doing here? That was weird. I'm just saying, like, if you're I'm in the gutter. Me, Come on, what are we if doing? You're calling your place BJ's. What That's do you what expect? it's called. What do you, I mean, you know what, Michelle? You know, <laughs> be a little more mature. Come on. I'm having a quick stop at BJ's. I get why if you've never been, but I didn't, how was I supposed to know they didn't have BJ's in St. Louis? They have other BJ's. Though, I mean, they've up. got BJ's. There, <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> We're not getting things in bulk. We'll put You're it in Well, yeah, or you could anyway. And we've got, we've digressed. There we go. <laughs> Let's stop this while we're ahead. Yeah. Anyway, one more time, smalltalkpod.com to check out the new website and more importantly, to get the merch. I'm wearing it. Steve has one up above. It looks so sick. I'm so pumped with the way that they turned out. And I know Steve is too. So small batch, if you want it, if you're an OG Shelly and you want it, or you want to get one, maybe a secret Santa or for the favorite Shelly in your life, act fast. It's like good whiskey, small batch. You know what? Definitely quality over quantity. We wanted for to sure. make sure they were good. And to do that, we had to go small batch. So go grab one for the holiday season. Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, keep the spirit going and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.